Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. chapter number 40 for a few moments tonight. Now here's, here's where I am with the prayer meeting nights. I've had a lot of time lately, uh, really over the last year and then early this year. I've, I've missed several services again, sick. And, um, and so I've been, I've been praying about prayer meeting. And I'd like to maybe uh, do more of what we've just been doing. And it seems like we're always in such a rush. Sunday morning, got to get in, you got to get set up, you got to get going, you got to get, got to get this in, the songs in, the message in, kids back on the bus and all those kind of things. And uh, just a little lighter than that on, on Sunday night. And so I'd love to see us get to the place at least to take a, to try, take a stab at it and just changing up our prayer meeting service a little bit and so that we can, uh, number one, we can have all the singing we need and all the testimonies we need and all the praise we need and all the worship we need. And, um, and so one of the things that I've been doing, uh, I worked on it quite a bit last week when I was out with COVID, had plenty of time to, she was out a week and then I was out a week, so I had plenty of time to work on that. And so I went back and I took some of my older messages I'm talking about back from the 70s and 80s, and I have about 6,000 of those. And I just started going through them, and rather than using them as they are, I've tried to take each one of those and just turn it into a, a devotion, just a little devotional that we can use on Wednesday nights. And so I'm going to see how that does. I'm going to see how it does just to, to have... Rather than be bound to preaching a full-scale message every Wednesday night, or maybe, maybe we just need some devotional time together, some fellowship time together. And so uh, that's what I have in mind over the next uh, few months anyway, at least till summertime, just trying to look at some of these thoughts in a devotional uh, meditation or whatever you want to call it, and not think of it so much as preaching another message preaching another message. We've had so much preaching, and uh, we could save the world a thousand times with the preaching that's gone on at Victory Baptist Church in 53 years. But I want to look tonight in the book of Isaiah for a few moments in chapter 40, and uh, I've been thinking about this uh, for some time now, and I had a note in some of my old notes and a note in one of my old Bibles, and uh, I just had a, 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 a title outside uh, out in the margin, and the title is very simply this, Strength in Weariness. Strength in Weariness. Uh, do you ever get weary? You don't have to shake it. Uh, I know, uh, if you'd be honest, it's like this. If you never get weary, you're strained. You're not doing anything, more likely. And uh, even, I mean, it, the fact is that uh, in our New Testament, it's made mention about uh, getting, growing weary in well-doing. And so there's a dimension of weariness that comes with doing the right things, doing the right things. 
And if you're, uh, if you're involved in the uh, impact, uh, you're going to grow weary. You're going to get weary. And if you're one of the cooks or one of the coaches or one of the referees or uh, maybe one of the players, it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, a 8 or 9 or 10 or 11 or 12 weeks of every single Saturday. And so people get weary, don't they? You don't have to shake your head, uh-huh. Uh, but I know the truth. And if you're not weary now, you'll probably weary by the end of that. And then it's been one thing. It, uh, last year, whole year on accreditation, I grew very weary. I was weary a lot of times and worn out. And uh, just, you know, you just feel like you're always hanging on, hoping, hoping that there's a knot at the end of the rope to hang on to until things lighten up a little bit, and then sickness and all those kind of things. And so our thought tonight, our devotion tonight, is finding strength when you're weary. He made it very clear here in the, here in the book of Isaiah, and I don't know that I can get through it tonight, but uh, think about it with me. We'll begin reading in verse number 25. To whom then will ye liken me, the Lord speaking, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things that bringeth, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by the names, uh, by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, and not one faileth. Why saith thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord? and my judgment is passed over from my God. Then our message begins. He says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, and look at this, neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And so we have these verse, verses that have to do with, and I'm thinking about a couple of the verses uh, in particular here. Um, look with me if you would. We have a couple of other text to go to if you have your Bible or it'll be on the screen for you. Uh, look over in 2 Corinthians in uh, chapter number 12. 2 Corinthians, kind of a New Testament uh, companion verse in verse number 7. Uh, here's the Apostle Paul. In, in his sufferings he said these words, And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, or three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. And look at this. My strength is made perfect in weakness, in weariness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I Rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, 
I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, reproaches, and necessities, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And then over in the book of Matthew, in chapter number 11, very familiar verses, verses 28, he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. People that are weary, people that are burdened. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In the book of Isaiah, we find out one of the, one of the most common uh, phrases that we find in the book of Isaiah. It has uh, what you and I see oftentimes, and it's a little, it's a little thought, fear not. Fear not is mentioned, I don't know how many times uh, in the book of Isaiah, but that's kind of the theme. Fear not, nor be afraid. Fear not, nor be afraid. And uh, then um, uh, strength is mentioned some 35 times in the book of Isaiah. Only the book of Psalms has more times, uh, 73 times strength is mentioned in the book of Psalms. Now, for our devotion tonight, I don't want you to think about it for a few moments, this matter of being weary, being weary even in well-doing, much less than everything else. And there's so many exhausting things that takes place in our life. It seems like life this day and hour is uh, generally uh, out of control. You know, we wake up on the run, we, we're exhausted at the end of the day, and a lot of days we don't even know what we've accomplished because it's just kind of this hodgepodge buffet type thing of, you know, this and that and the other, and we just kind of bounce through the course of the days, and uh, people can grow weary. People grow weary. I tell you, with all the news that you see this day and hour, and the condition that our nation is in, and the failures, and, and, uh, and uh, you work hard all week long, and then, um, you know, you, you get these reports of, of inflation, I saw just today that the average person in America right now is paying 365 more dollars a month for uh, necessary things, goods, gas, uh, all those kind of things, than they were even one year ago. I mean, where do you find another $100 a week? You're a working person. You're on a set income. You're, you're a senior and you're on a set income. And uh, you can grow weary. You can grow weary. When you have too much month at the end of the money and bills are still coming in and the money's already exhausted and it's already gone and now it's the first of the next month. How do you deal with that? Well, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that are going on and, and I feel our nation has become very weary. I, re, I, I, believe that's, I believe that's true. And our homes have become weary. And sadly, our churches have become kind of weary, kind of weary. And so, uh, what happens when you come to those situations? Let me give you these things very quickly tonight. We try to just go through them. If I can see them, my eyes are, I, I know I said that Sunday, but I mean, it. I don't know what COVID did to me this time. Well, it did two things, and one of them is uh, really dim my eyesight. And uh, so, I want to give you four things tonight. You see, this is a devotion. It's not a full-scale message. 
you either have three points or in a normal outline is three, five, seven, nine, whatever. <laughs> and the list goes on and on. Uh, but I have, I have an even number of uh, points tonight. And so let's go through this very quickly tonight. And uh, the reality of God's greatness. Now, it should say uh, verse 25 through verse 28, but I think I messed up there. So in uh, verse number 25 and verse number 28, we see the reality of the greatness of God. I know that you already know this, but let's focus on it for just a moment tonight. In case there's somebody here that you're kind of weary, maybe you're weary in your relationship. Uh, maybe you're weary with your health. Maybe it's kind of an overload on the finances. I saw yesterday uh, where for the first time in, um, in, in modern day, for the first time in modern day, that a dozen eggs cost more than a pound of beef. And, uh, and you see these things, and gasoline prices have gone back up. Thankfully, they've dropped a little bit again, and, uh, but they've gone, they've gone back up like 75 cents over the last two or three months. And I was talking with a Spencer, I think it was yesterday afternoon, out in Denver, Denver Colorado, that their gas is $4.95 a gallon right now. And they even have the 85 octane out there because... Uh, and you don't see it, it's rare around here, but they have the 85 octane, which is a little bit cheaper, and uh, because of the uh, uh, elevation out there, they can do that, and uh, four, $5 a gallon for gas, $5 a gallon for gas. All those things, when you see that, and then, and then you, you, you just get weary when, when all of these government things just every single day in the news, if you watch a whole lot of it, it's just a bombardment of, of this, is, this is happening and this is happening. And now, you know, we got balloons floating all around and all those kind of things. And we're out there uh, shooting, we're shooting balloons with sidewinder missiles. That's like, I mean, you can kill a roach with a, uh, you can kill a fly with a fly swatter, you can kill a fly with a baseball bat. And, uh, you know, and here we are shooting sidewinder missiles at uh, balloons in the air. And you just get weary and, and, and you see all the waste and there's so many people that need so much. It's, it's frustrating to see that there are people, hardworking people who have worked all their lives, senior citizens. Some of you know this, some of you don't know this, but our senior citizens, they are having a very difficult time. A very hard time. And then, you know, you can, you can uh, be a non-worker in America and draw, uh, here, here's, here's, the, here's the literal truth. I could move to Mexico and rescind my citizenship or any other uh, foreign country. I could move to a foreign country, rescind my American citizenship, come in as an illegal, and draw twice in Social Security what I draw right now. Two times more than I draw, than Brother Porter draws, and these others that are, that are uh, drawing their Social Security. Something, you get weary. You get weary when you think about the hard work that people have done and all those, and so it just kind of, it just kind of piles on you after a little while, and so here's what we think. Here's what we think. Number one, you got to remember the reality of God's greatness. Amen. I think we heard that over the weekend. In uh, verse number 25, it talks about the greatness of his might. Let's move on fast, okay? In verse number 25 again, it talks about he is strong in power. 
the, uh, the term there is El Shaddai. That's, that's our God who supplies. And, and that's the one that the psalmist made mention of in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so we have the greatness, the reality of the greatness of God. We find it in verse number 25. He, uh, the, the greatness of his might... Uh, he is strong in power. He is the everlasting God. That's the Elohim. And, um, and he also mentions the Lord here, which is Jehovah. And, uh, and he's the everlasting God. In verse number 28 again, he's the creator of the ends of the earth. That is Barah or Bara, uh, the, the name of God in the Old Testament. And look at this. He's great in his might. He's strong in his power. He's the everlasting God. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. Everything that you see, God made it. And in all of that, he faileth not. He's the one that is sustaining the earth. He's the one that took the earth and reached out like a top and, and, and spun the earth and put it on its axis. And it's been spinning ever since God spun it the first time. God is the one that is responsible for feeding all the little creatures and all the little animals and all the little insects. And he does that according to Psalm 145. He does it every single day. Every day he feeds the little rabbits and the squirrels and, and, and uh, the cats and the dogs. And, and God takes, God is doing all of that. And yet, we grow weary. We know the greatness of our God, and yet sometimes weariness was set in. It has been said, and I read one time years ago, it was, a, it was a, the richest person in the world at that time, and he was a, a sultan of one of these little small uh, uh, countries in the Middle East, and his, his income was $80 million a week. $80 million a week. You hear of people now that have $400 billion, billionaires here and millionaires there. And, and, uh, but I read a story many, many years ago, and it was when the guy was making $80 million a week. That was his personal income, $80 million a week, and said that if he had to feed, it said that the richest person in the world, if they had to feed God's kingdom, for one single day, they'd go to bed as a pauper. As a pauper. We have a great God. Neither is he weary, and there's no searching of his understanding. His ways are above our ways as the heavens are above the earth. Number two, not only do we see the reality of God's greatness, but we see the probability, here it is now, of human weariness. It's something that happens. People get tired. People get exhausted. Notice in verse number 30 and uh, in verse number 29 it says that they have no might. But notice what he said in verse number 30. Listen to these words. They shall faint. Sure. They shall faint. They will be weary. And then he sums it up with these words. And they utterly fall. They utterly fall. So what do you do? Where do you find strength in times of weariness? I, I conclude from, from uh, verse number 29 and verse number 30 that it's a high probability if we were to take a poll tonight that there's somebody in this auditorium that is feeling just a little 
weary. It might be, hey, it might not be, it might not be weary about your job. It, not, it might not be weary about the mess our nation's in. You might not be weary over the news, I should say. And uh, you might not be weary over the financial situation. You might have a pretty, pretty good little um, piggy bank setback, and you might, it might not be affecting you, and maybe not, and that's just some of the things that I've mentioned. And uh, you might be doing all right with your service to the Lord. What about your personal spiritual welfare? Weary in the spirit. Weary in the spirit. Have you ever been there? They shall faint, be weary, and utterly fall. Utterly fall. Said righteous man falleth what seven times, but he gets up. He gets up. Here's something else. Uh, number three: the certainty of of divine power. Verse number 29 again. And uh, he said, uh, he giveth power. You can dig all these out of the verses. I just took them out, make it, make it quicker. Uh, he increaseth strength. These are words right out of the Bible. See how, see how the Bible so clearly defines the probability, the possibility, the likeliness that sometime, if you serve the Lord for a long time, missionaries get weary. You know, it's true that uh, in, if there's 40 missionaries um, surrendered to go to the mission field this year, 40 missionaries arrive on the mission field this year, in five years, the likeliness is that only five will remain on the field. Dr. Harold Seitler said this decades ago. I heard that he had said it, and then I heard read where he did say it. He said at the rate that we have missionaries leaving the field, Thankfully, we have missionaries that are going. And I forget what date he put on it. I think he said 10 years or 12 years, and this was back years ago, that we won't have any missionaries on the field at that rate. But God keeps providing and God keeps sending. Missionaries get weary. Evangelists get weary. Preachers get weary. Pastors get weary. And so what do you do? And so my devotional tonight is strength in weariness. Strength in weariness. Finally, let's close with this one, number four. The validity of waiting on the Lord. The reality of His greatness, the probability of our weakness and weariness, the certainty of His divine power, and then the validity of waiting, I mean, is it worth waiting on the Lord? Notice what he said, and we'll, we'll pray in just a moment. In, um, in verse number 31, here's the promises. And um, he says, uh, number one, he said that if you wait on the Lord, if you wait on the Lord. Now, waiting is not sitting, and waiting is not stopping. I think Jacob, uh, Brother Jared, I think he said something about that over the weekend, one place or another. And uh, it's not when, uh, listen, when Jesus told his disciples, he said, occupy till I come. Uh, that meant that they had something to do. And so we're, while we're waiting, in one respect, of course, the word wait has multiple meanings, wait and waiter and waiting, and so on and so forth. And, and in some respect, it means that we're just, we're just kind of pausing, we're just kind of waiting. But in another respect, it means that we're serving. It doesn't mean to stop. Waiting is not stopping. 
Amen. Amen. The validity of waiting on the Lord. Here's what happened. They shall renew their strength. I like that. Look at it. I can sit back there, but I can sit up. They, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles, powerful eagles. We don't have an eagle, but we have a bunch of hawks uh, that live in our in the swamp behind our house. There, there's there's a whole uh, um, uh, a whole uh, nest of of buzzards back there and kind of a buzzard roost back there. It's not like a bunch of monkeys in the morning sometimes. And sometimes we'll go out in the backyard and there'll be a hundred buzzards in the backyard. I guess they're waiting for us to not make it another day. I don't know. Never personally, I've never seen an eagle. But I've watched those hawks. And they're so powerful. That big wing spread and... and uh, We've got one that sits on the corner of my shop out in my backyard. If you've been to our house, sits on the very corner of the shop all day long. If he or she, whatever, will fly up on that and sit on that corner and look across the yard. And in a second, she'll jump and glide, jump off the top of that roof and glide down and, and from, from here all the way to the very back of the building, find a little cricket or a little grasshopper with that, with that vision that they have. And those big, and, and there's no effort. She just, just soars down to the ground. You'll watch them way up in the air, just soaring around, soaring around. Mount up with wings as eagles. Look at this, run and not be weary. Can you imagine that? I walk and get tired anymore. Run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Five promises that he's given if we'll just wait on the Lord. When you're weary, don't make major decisions. Don't, uh, don't, don't make huge choices when you're weary and tired and uh, be very, very careful about we because weariness comes. It comes if you... Uh, if you work in a Christian school, I know you get weary. And all these that here that work at, I know you get weary. It's tiresome. It's exhausting. If you work in education, it's, if you work in medical, if you work on a construction site, if you build houses or do plumbing, you get exhausted, you get tired. Weariness, there's strength for it. Let's stand for prayer tonight. Thank you for your time. Tracy, if you'd come. Prayer meeting night. You need to come, you come right on in front. Strength for weariness.